an entitled dad freaks out after we call the cops to kick him out of our restaurant, claiming that we're the reason that their kids were acting up and running all over the place. And I've never been more disturbed by somebody else's sense of entitlement in my life. Here's what happened. So honestly, the main player in this story is the dad. This guy kept screaming at me that his kids are just being kids. And that's what he kept yelling when the cops showed up to escort out the remaining parents and their children, all from a small birthday party in the bowling alley my restaurant is connected to and the one that I serve. Now, for some background, I was the lane runner for the restaurant and alley last Friday night, which is when this altercation transpired. For anyone who doesn't know, a lane runner is what you call the server whose main responsibility is waiting on the patrons and guests in the bowling alley. Friday nights are my surprisingly small league nights, where three-man bowling teams take up only 13 to 16 lanes, along with the friends and family in tow. I tend to everyone solo with some support from the server that mans the restaurant itself. And this is basically how the verbal exchange went down between me and this entitled dad, who was also holding his toddler daughter as he stormed past me and towards the front counter. I say to him, excuse me, sir, the parents in your party were warned on numerous occasions to keep your children under better supervision. Unfortunately, this wasn't addressed diligently and we had to ask your party to leave. Some of you are refusing to do so and that's why the cops are here right now. I'll explain the reasons why your party was told to leave. The entitled dad then chimes in and screams, but they're just kids. I say to him, yes, and these kids are running through and on the lanes and the pathway. They're getting hurt and causing accidents. This is not a playground. This is where the numerous complaints started and it's just beginning to pile up. But again, this entitled father says the exact same thing, but they're just kids. So I have to say it again. Yes, I understand their children and I have a few myself. I personally almost split hot food and beverages from my cart and trays when the kids from your group suddenly ran out into the pathway and into the lobby and other areas of this establishment. One child even laid down on the floor in front of me when I yelled beep beep coming through and they still didn't get up. In fact, a toddler almost walked out of the facility twice as I left the restaurant and I had to play goalie until her mom saw me and came running over. The dad is still not getting it. He says, they're just being kids. You put us at the end of the lanes closest to the restaurant and exit. This isn't our fault. And honestly, at this point, I was so blown away by this man's entitlement that I was completely astonished by this guy's horrible attitude. I say to him once again, sir, that section was the only area to place your party due to the league taking up the majority of the lanes. This was also explained to you and all of you agreed to be placed there when you all showed up. We have a party room that you could have reserved beforehand. But the dad once again screams that they're just being kids. So I continue to lay down the law. I say to him, did you know that another toddler similar to yours, witnessed by other guests and patrons, was walking up to the wax lane and fell down and bumped her head? Her mom was literally a few feet away. The dad said, not my daughter. They're just being kids. You should not have put us right next to the diner entrance and exit. I say to him, these kids were barely being supervised. And regardless of what lanes your party was placed at, the outcome would have been the same. In reality, it would have been worse. These league members don't play. They respect this establishment and would have told your children to quit the horseplay and stop running around. They would tell you parents to do a better job in supervising them, especially for the safety of your children and the other patrons here. Again, this is not a playground. The dad then interrupts me and says, you obviously don't have any kids and you don't know what it's like. You shouldn't have kids in here then. At this point, I just had to hold on to my composure. 
I said to him, sir, I have kids. My nine and 10 year old sons are here right now and they know better than to run around like that. And every Saturday morning is the youth league and all the lanes are taken up by children the same age as yours and older. And they all respect the bowling alley and have parents and coaches that keep them focused and behaved. The dad then starts walking towards the exit. Screw this. This is garbage. You're an idiot. And this bowling alley is so stupid. I can't believe you call the cops over kids. They're just being kids. Now, at this point, I lost my composure. I look at him and I say, really? You're seriously going to keep interrupting me and ignore the reasons your party is being kicked out? You're just going to walk away and discard the safety issues and hazards caused by your party? You're seriously just going to blame it on the kids and not on your duty as a responsible parent? This guy then chimes in again and says, oh, shut up. I'm not taking any of this. They're just kids and you're a bunch of idiots. At this point, I was done and I was so angry. So I screamed right back at him. I said, then leave and don't ever come back. Do better as parents. The dad then eventually joins the other adults and is immediately handled by the other cop who begins to talk to him. The entitled angry dad's demeanor suddenly changed and he was much more relaxed as they were all escorted out. The league bowlers watching this exchange clapped and whistled for me on how I was standing up to this obviously clueless and entitled dad and his group. The other officer and the pair of cops that showed up walked towards me and told me to relax and requested my statement, which I happily divulged. A couple league members walked up as well and acted as my witnesses to verify and attest to my beginning professional attempt in explaining the reasons for kicking the party out. And I didn't call the police. My buddy working the alley counter did, and he had to deal with more than I did. That group was a nightmare, and they'll probably be banned after the managers discuss the incident later today. As a fellow parent with elementary school age children, I cannot even fathom this dad's reasoning. The lack of discipline displayed by these kids is a direct reflection of their parents' neglect to supervise properly and diligently. And on top of that, they were military soldiers, their spouses, and their children. It's disappointing and sad to see members of the armed forces behaving this way while also doing the bare minimum to correct it. And they didn't even apologize. Now, I truly respect the members of our armed forces, but there will always be a group or individuals that don't measure up and sometimes tarnish the reputation of these branches. My kids do not act up like that in public. I attempt to explain the importance of situational awareness as well as etiquette and public safety to both of them. I also have them practice numerous times daily. Now, with over two decades of experience in the restaurant industry, I've never experienced such gross negligence and disgusting entitlement this group displayed. And honestly, it won't be the last time this happens either. Wow, that guy seriously had a problem. And that problem was the fact that his kids were awful and he is an awful parent. Like seriously, look at the way he's acting. He is seriously screaming at this person who's trying to get things under control as if it's their fault that their kids are acting like idiots. And that, in my opinion, is so inappropriate. Like seriously, that is not okay. There's no reason to act like that and there's no reason to come after this poor server just because you're in the wrong. And trust me, they absolutely are in the wrong. This guy was not watching his kids. None of the parents were watching their kids, as a matter of fact. And the blame for these incidents literally falls on the dad as well as all the other parents. Like, these kids were running into servers that had hot meals and hot food. Like, okay, you don't want to watch your kids, but I bet the second any of that hot food pours on one of your kids, you're going to freak out and be like, wow, I can't believe you let this happen. When in reality, their negligence is the reason this happened. I'm going to say something pretty brave, but it's not that hard to train your kids and get them to do exactly what you say. It takes practice and a lot of hard work, and sure, there's extenuating circumstances in any situation, but overall, if the parents are firm and they actually train their kids right, then their kids will listen to them. Even the 
the rebellious ones. Because in my opinion, the original poster has it right. The poor attitude and the lack of discipline from the children is a direct reflection of these awful parents. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. Also, go to amithejerk.com slash submit if you would like to submit your own stories. My entitled neighbor's son keeps leaving tire marks in my yard, and I was honestly so frustrated with his behavior all the way up until this guy got put in jail. Here's what happened. So at the time, several years ago, I lived on a corner lot. There was a neighbor who lived behind me with his driveway facing the other street. He worked in construction and for the most part was friendly but very distant. Generally, I really had no problems. He just did his thing and I did mine, but we definitely did not talk that much. He had a kid who didn't really live there but was over quite frequently. This kid owned a pit bull, but even though it was his dog, the dog lived at the neighbor's house because he had to move around a lot. Now, this was mildly annoying because it would frequently get out and run around my yard, but we would just call the neighbor and let him know and he'd come and get it. The kid also liked to park in my yard along the street, not in his dad's driveway and not along the street in front of his own dad's house, but well over the property line on my lawn in the back corner. He also liked to pull out hard and his excessively heavy personal driving truck not only wore a huge bare spot on my lawn, but also six inch deep ruts in my lawn along the street because when he pulled out, he would frequently drive with one side of the tires on my lawn for literally nearly 50 feet before completely pulling out into the street. After heavy rains, his tires would cause a ton of damage. Now, if he had parked there only occasionally, I wouldn't have cared in the slightest, but he was there at least once a week, if not more frequently, and has caused some very visible damage to my yard, so I noticed it, and it bugged me to the point that every time he parked there, my attention was immediately grabbed. Now, I didn't think that he was being malicious or anything like that, just maybe entirely not thinking or caring about anybody else, figuring that my yard was fair game for parking, and it was only grass, so why would he care? So I gently brought this up to the neighbor and told him his son's parking on my lawn really bothered me, and he said that he would talk to him about it. I even asked if he could bring in a yard of gravel to fill in the depression, where the kid always parked his truck, so I wouldn't have a muddy puddle of ugly dirt there. I just figured it was a dumb kid who would at least forget from time to time, so as long as I didn't have the hole, I could live with it. I also asked for some fill dirt to fix the long rut. The neighbor worked in construction and said he had access to all these materials, but he just never got around to it. Then, one day, a detective from Fugitive Recovery at the Sheriff's Department came knocking on the door. It turns out the kid was wanted for a parole violation and had been avoiding capture for a couple of years. The kid, maybe in his early 20s, was also an offender who had to be registered, if you know what I mean. Whatever he had done was enough for them to be looking for him, but it wasn't quite a full-blown manhunt. Apparently, they had been able to track him down, so they were knocking on all the doors around his dad's house, asking everybody if they had seen him. So all I could do was tell them exactly what I knew. A guy that the neighbor called his kid, but I didn't know his name, was coming to the house frequently, was driving a very large and shiny new model truck with a couple of distinctive features, and he would always park in the same spot. And that's when I noted the mud and the ruts that I was dealing with. The detective gave me his card and asked me to call him if I ever saw him again. Eventually, I looked up the name the detective had provided, and that person was no longer on the fugitive list, and the registration list indicated that his place of residence was prison. Wow, that is honestly insane. Who would have thought that the guy who was leaving tire marks and like leaving deep ruts in your yard was actually somebody on the run from the law for doing something absolutely horrifying? Like, seriously, this guy absolutely deserved to get caught, and it's really funny 
that the fact he was not parking his car inside the driveway, but rather on your property, somehow led the police to finding this guy. Like, seriously, all the neighbor had to do was fill in the ruts in the grass. He just had to get gravel or some kind of sand or something to fill it in. But this guy never got around to it, so when it came time for the police to show up, you basically were like, yep, I know a few things. And honestly, I would have done the same thing. So good for you for basically, like, getting back in a roundabout way. You obviously didn't plan on this happening, but you know what? It did happen. And it sounds like your involvement in this situation discarded one more scumbag back to prison where they belong. I wanted to tell you about a new podcast I thought you would like called The Reslayer's Take. It's a brand new all-ages actual play from Critical Role that follows a new group of adventurers within Exandria. After six misfit mercenaries are rejected from the elite monster hunting group The Slayer's Take, they band together and battle supernatural creatures across the rugged continent of Asilra. It has fresh adventures for a longtime critter or is a perfect first dip into the world of Critical Role. Check out the first episode if you like what you hear and make sure you follow The Reslayer's Take wherever you get your podcasts. This next one came from the Am I the Jerk podcast subreddit. Check the links in the description if you'd like to submit your own story. Am I the Jerk for stealing money from a pawnbroker who was just trying to rip me off with their awful prices? Here's what happened. So to start things out, my name is Rodney and I'm a law student from India. Rodney is not my real name. I have been under a lot of stress. I am very poor and my mother lives on a pension and she sends all of her money to me for law school. However, she desperately needs the money more. She has no food at all, so I have to drop out of school in hopes that she can feed her and my sister's bellies. For the sake of this story, I will call my sister Donna and my mother Mom. I live in a run-down motel land and I hate being around the people. My only friend is the other law student who was also forced to drop out. We'll call him Robert, also not his real name. And I have found myself really dreading his company ever since the theft. You see, my father passed away and I have been forced to pawn off his belongings. Stuff like his watch or his walking stick. All of this over to a pawnbroker who lives with her sister. She never gives a fair price and purposefully shortens the time of the days, but there is no other options for money since I'm so poor. She's commonly physically awful towards animals and her stepsister. Also, everybody in the community absolutely hates her, saying that it would be better if she was gone. So I hatched the best crime. While she was busy in the other room, I picked her lock and took out 1,700 Indian rubies, which is roughly 20 US dollars. After hiding them in my pocket, I waited for her to come back after fixing and locking back up the safe. She entered the room, didn't notice anything, and then offered me a bad deal. But I refused and I walked away. Now, here's my reasoning. Isn't this better for society? Isn't stealing from a bad woman so I can feed my family okay? So, in India, the woman has little rights when a man wants to marry her. In this case, my sister Donna is engaged to a terrible man. He is very wealthy and rich, but he is also 56 years old, which is more than twice my sister's age. He has made awful comments about how he likes to draw in poor young women so that they can look at their husbands as their gods and their saviors. My sister is a very smart woman, and she deserves a better life than that. Also, my friend is in love with my sister as well. They would make a wonderful couple. However, they are both poor, and my sister wants to help me and my mother. Yesterday, I went for a drink at the bar, and I met a nice old man. He was a bit drunk and ranted about how poor his family is, but sadly, I later found out that after a week or so, he had passed away. I visited his family and gave all the money I had to help pay for a funeral and food for them, and I even gave them the stolen money. The kids are so happy, and even his wife finds this to be a miracle. Now, as I sit here in my rundown motel room, I feel the weight of guilt on my shoulders. I stole from a woman who did not deserve to have her hard-earned money taken from her. I am thinking 
thinking about turning myself in, but no one believed me when I said that I did it. Maybe I'm just like Napoleon, and maybe I can get away with it. So am I the jerk in this situation? What should I do? Okay, first off, it is never a good idea to steal from somebody, especially a place of business. It doesn't matter, in my opinion, how much you dislike them, or how little they do for your community, or even all of the horrible prices they might have going on at their store. It is never the answer to steal from them and take money out of their safe. Like, seriously, think about it for a second. You could have possibly gone to jail just by doing that. Like, this is not some kind of, like, Robin Hood scenario where you're doing this for the greater good or anything like that. What you did, regardless of your intentions, was theft. And that, in my opinion, is not okay. So, yes, I do think you're the jerk in this situation. I think stealing from them was wrong, and that is definitely not a good answer to any of your financial problems. My boyfriend screamed and freaked out on me after I tried to do him a favor and put his laundry away in the proper place. And now, I'm seriously considering going back to my own home and giving him some space for a while. Here's what happened. So, we've been dating for over a year. We recently moved in together, and for me, it's more part-time as I own a home already, but I spend a lot of time with him. He has never really lived on his own and thinks his mom does all the chores and cooking for his dad and her after working a full day for fun. So I expected this to some extent. For reference, my boyfriend is 31 years old and I'm 24 years old. Yesterday, we had an issue and I feel very disrespected. He has had his laundry sitting in a basket on top of the dryer for over a week and I needed to do my own stuff. I have helped him fold and put away his clothes before and even bought the closet hangers and organizers for him when he got here. So I was aware of where things went. When he came in and saw his clothes were moved, he absolutely blew up on me. His face changed and he just kept saying, you put my clothes away. Do you even know where they go? To which I said, yes, I guess. Because I was so caught off guard by how mad he was. He stopped upstairs to check, saw that they were in the right place, and then thanked me from there. I just said nothing. And then when he came back down, he said to me, did you hear me? Thank you for putting my stuff away. I asked him if it was the right place and he said to me, yes, this time. You also shouldn't fold my shirts. It'll save you time. We just need to communicate. I was floored when he said that. It felt like the biggest backhanded compliment. Basically him saying you did it right this time, but your extra labor is annoying and you should have asked for permission, so I was right to get in your face about it. He then asked me to feed the stray cats outside with food I paid for myself and I said to him, okay, and I went to grab my pants and socks because, you know, I was standing in my underwear. He then got extremely mad at me and went himself and then told me I hadn't communicated because according to him, I immediately got up to go do something else and me saying okay could have meant anything so I was clearly not listening to him. I just felt so shut down. I felt uncomfortable and I felt unsafe at this point. No matter what I said to him to try and explain what was going on, he was spinning it back around as me being the issue and him being completely innocent. So defending myself was completely worthless. I called my mom to talk to her about it and she brought up that when my parents moved the extra table I had up here, he had gotten mad at me for cleaning up two of my nicer chairs and including them because he didn't know he was getting chairs. I don't know why he thought I would just give him the table or how on earth we would be using it as he didn't have any chairs in the apartment, but he definitely never thanked me for that either. Later in the night, he could tell I was still upset about this and apologized again. He said it was thoughtful and he should have been more appreciative, but he came in upset about work and took it all out on me. I don't think I consider this acceptable and I'm considering going home and staying for a long time, even though he has been begging me to live here full time. I am emotionally exhausted and he defaults to assuming I'm incompetent and out to get him in some 
some kind of way for showing him kindness. I've got most of the day to figure it out, but I feel bad that he would come home to an empty apartment. So honestly, at this point, I seriously don't know what to do. Wow, this guy acts like a complete toddler. He is seven years older than the original poster, and they're acting like a complete jerk anytime nice things are done for them. Like, why would you freak out because your laundry's done? If anything, you should have been like, oh, thank you so much, that was really kind of you, or something along those lines. Instead, this guy was like, wow, why'd you move my stuff? Where is it? Like, she does live with you, right? Like, she's in your house and spending time with you. You guys are a couple, after all. Why would you be surprised that she actually, like, moves stuff and cleans stuff up? Like, that's a really considerate thing to do for somebody that you care about. So it's honestly kind of mind-blowing that he would freak out and be like, no, I can't believe you did that. That behavior is really inappropriate. Like, if he seriously yells at you for doing him a favor, I would hate to see how he acts when you actually make a mistake. Now, listen, I've had stressful days at work as well. I've had days where I've wanted to pull my hair out, and I've just been absolutely exhausted and so sick of what was going on. But honestly, that is not an excuse to treat your significant other like garbage. Like, seriously, his behavior is absolutely atrocious. No amount of stress or anything going on at work should ever justify his behavior. So truly, you are not at fault. Your boyfriend is being hyper-aggressive for no reason, as well as being incredibly weird. And I honestly don't blame you for wanting to take some time away after the way he recently treated you. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, check out the playlist at the top of the description. And if you want some vibey music to put on in the background, check out Easy Mode. If you like Am I the Jerk, check out Am I the Genius. Everything will be linked in the description.